There's so much a man can tell you. So much he can say. You remain my power, my pleasure, my pain. Baby, to me you're like a growing dick. I can't. Are we gonna? Are, does anybody want to do the chorus? I was trying to alley oop it, but <laughs> baby, I could pay you to a kiss from a rose, a rose on, on the Batman. Wait, did don't. I ever tell you guys uh, about the prank emails I sent? To kiss, or uh, to, to kiss, to seal. <laughs> That's what I call it. It's my pet name for seal. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, uh, all right, hold on. Well, welcome to Continue Podcast, Simmons everybody. If you can't screen. tell the, the, the general punchiness of what's happening, this is episode 99. We're almost to triple digits on this show that is ostensibly about video games. Oh my God. That's, yep, we're very close. Uh, my name is Anthony John Agnello, and when I was 21 years old and Seal launched his first official website, I wrote to him and his manager every day, but under the pretense that he was an actual Batman villain. And I, ca- I say, I just kept saying, like, S- like, the Dark Knight's going to stop you. He's going. He's had enough of your escapades with these songs that are covering up crimes, <laughs> and um, eventually, uh, my old AOL email address was blocked by its manager. <laughs> so, so, seeing the bells at AOL.com can no longer um, uh, email. Email seal. Be on my yeah. records. <laughs> Can no longer send threatening messages. They weren't threatening. <laughs> Let's just say. Dude, they- you were telling a black man that the Dark Knight was going to punish him for his crimes. That's true. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny the idea that Kiss from a Rose was a cover up for a massive supervillain plot. It's inherently funny. It's inherent. <laughs> no, yes. I see. I Well, from the hindsight of the horrible year 2021 and all we know about two yeah. decades of, of yeah, okay. internet harassment. Yeah. I, the surreal, surreal <laughs> prank emails probably, they, they're not funny anymore. That's... That, everybody, that, the person bringing the light into our minds is none other than Susan <laughs> Arndt. <laughs> I, uh, so I sold my house. Another oh. person will be owning my house in 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 the nearness. Right when Definitely you got fast. it so nice for him. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. We uh, sold it in 48 hours. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's what that's what houses are like out there these days. People people want them. It's ending them. though. Like that, like you'll see houses now. Their prices are being cut by like fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. So the whole big crazy banana pantsness of of houses is is coming to a close. Uh, have you have you found a new place that you're? I okay. So here's my sitch. Um, I look. A lot has gone wrong with my life, <laughs> but when it comes to abodes the universe looks out for me in really bizarre ways 
You have... I've never met somebody who has been able to move as seamlessly as you have. Like, when you ended up in this house, it just sort of happened majestic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so uh, my mother-in-law and her husband... Uh, she's a, a real estate agent of of some great success, and uh, he flips houses. So he was in mid-flip of one when this idea to move to Texas came about. And he's like, oh, well, how about I just sell you this one at a $40,000 discount? Yes, please. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. That'll, that'll do. So we can close whenever we want. Nobody, they're not going to fight us on nothing because it's my stepdad-in-law. Yeah. So once again, seamless. Sliding it's, right in there. I amazing. know. It's ridiculous. That's amazing. It's unfair to, to, <laughs> to other people in the world. But yeah, so that's what's going on with me. Hey. Hey. Uh, that person who you hear who is secretly Susan Arndt's guardian angel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Who, who uh, gets his wings you. every time uh, Susan moves into a new house, which means he looks like Sephiroth now. Uh, yeah, he's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts, everybody. Yeah, man, I don't know. The vibes are off today, I think. It's the world. I, 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 took, I, took I took a four-day vacation, like, I just, because my wife, she's, like, She's got a vacation from school. She's in between classes right now. So she's like, let's take a couple days off. We'll just hang out. Took a couple days off. Today's first day of vacation. I woke up this morning from a dream in which I got fire. (laughs) Oh, my God. Which is a great feeling to have. It's like, it's the kind of dream where, like, it just, like, kind of sits with you when you wake up. You're like, is that real? Did that, that happen? Is that, like, I don't know. Man, it's, I'm generally try to be pretty like go with the flow about things and it's i feel like it's gotten me so far but that's kind of the one thing where it's like i don't know man anyway uh the 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 mister oh you're (laughs) we're gonna talk about good things now we're gonna talk about that playstation one is back in development i'm very excited about that That ps1 is is oh man what was the name of the guy who had that hilarious YouTube video when PlayStation 3 launched, where he's like, I'm talking about oh, that triple. Got that triple, Chad Warden. That, Chad Warden, who, Susan, all right, if you saw it, you'd remember it. Probably, in, yeah. In like 2006, there was this guy, and he was the, like, it was early YouTube, and he was the embodiment of early pro gamers culture. Got it. And Got like it. had spiked up his hair, had like the tribal tag, popped collar, popped and- collar, and he was just like sitting there talking about like how like he was an issue of GamePro made flesh made flesh and like just like ripping on people who got an xbox 360 and talking about how like and like it was like like a status riff like oh man you're not like a real baller unless you got that triple got that that triple triple. oh no the thing is is everybody thought it was real like oh everybody thought it was because it was so horrible and on point but he he was like x-cop it was like all a bit uh, and which was amazing. He wasn't like a writer or a performer or anything either. He just wanted to make fun of that type of person. It was really funny. That's awesome. So 
I, I wonder what the the ch- like would he be like that Uno talk at that retro. Yeah, you want PSX. you want you want those dithered graphics in 4K. <laughs> talk about all about that dithering. Want them painted textures, yo? It's guy. It's vagrant too- story. <laughs> I want my characters to be nothing but blacky triangles. It's yeah. fun. Nobody has eyes; they have smudges. Uh, <laughs> it's getting, it's getting very specific. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So you're you're back on that Mister train. Yeah, it's it's the the thing with the Mister is that like it's it's one of those things where there's not really a whole lot to follow until something happens, and then it's like, oh my god, exciting! Because like it was like there was a. Back when I got into it, it was like, oh, guess what? We just dropped Game Boy Advance support, Sega CD support, and TurboGrafx CD support within, like, six weeks of each other. So it was like, oh, "Oh, shit. Like, this is the time to get it. And then nothing for a few months. And then... And then, like, oh, the... We've we've made updates to the... To the 486 core, so now it's, like, runnable. You can run, like, Command & Conquer, if you want, on this little... Thing, and then nothing for a while and then the guy the, the guy who made the Game Boy Advance core was like I want to make Lynx and then Wonderswan and then he disappears for a couple months and then this weird uh, Ukrainian guy who doesn't like show up on the internet except to go like I made a Super Nintendo core boom I've never played this the history behind the Super Nintendo core he'd never played a Super Nintendo before found schemat- like the hardware schematics, made it in like the hardware language, and just dropped the core on the internet, and it's just like perfect, basically. Like Jesus. never touched Yeah. So now he's working on Saturn. And then the guy who made Wonder Swan core is making PS1 now. So now it's like the excitement is back for a little bit, but it'll disappear because we're still like six months away from anything. But hmm. I wa- I so desperately want to make a real genius reference, but I'm not sure anybody <laughs> remember Laszlo from Real Genius, the guy who would just come out of the closet every once in a while, get some Cheetos or pudding, and yeah. and then go back. That's this guy. Yeah, I miss. So the- I, here's here's the thing that Real Genius has, and I feel like is missing in our landscape of nightmare billionaires uh, surrounding the gaming industry. Nobody has an elaborate like hidden tunnel system with. A little sort of uh, roller coaster cart that takes you down to a lab. It's like yeah. Palmer. Palmer Lucky doesn't do anything whimsical. He just is like, now I'm gonna make missiles, and that'll show you guys. I'll show you to make fun of me and my VR helmet. <laughs> the uh, closest we got was Notch has a candy room. Notch has a candy. Uh, he didn't even make me, it though. He bought it. Not, wait, wait. He, he bought. He bought the house. That had oh, one the in it. already had it? Yeah. Hey, oh, come on. Guys, is it... Please tell me it's actual candy and that's not a horrifying euphemism. No, it's, it's actual candy. candy. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Because yeah, I can imagine just... Notch having a candy room. Well, that's fair. That's and... fair. No, it's like... It's like, you know how when you go into the M&M store and there's just these... Just these, these towers of different color M&Ms? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that. Yeah. Oh man, I hope that guy's. What is the upkeep on that kind of thing? The the discuss. I it's probably like there's like bugs and stuff at the top. Well, yeah, because like you're just, not eating it. You're not eating it. <laughs> Here's I don't think this place is there anymore, which is a bummer. Um, but oh god, uh, in Cleveland, where uh, like around the corner, Dave, help me out. The guy from American Splendor, 
um, Harvey Picar. I got there. Yeah. Giamatti played him. But around the corner from where Harvey Picar grew up was an amazing used bookstore that's been there since like the late 70s. However, prior to it being a used bookstore, it was the original factory in which Twinkies were made. Oh! And throughout the entire bookstore were still the pneumatic tubes and a pneumatic tube system like they used to shunt mail mm-hmm. through was the original service for filling Twinkies with the the, the filling, the cream filling. Yeah. And there were so many preservatives in it from after World War II that right up until the early aughts, you could go in and just be like... <laughs> from tubes all over the factory and just be like "Mm, now I have diabetes (laughs) so Notch what I'm saying is Notch bought the wrong place Notch Notch got the wrong Notch I guess uh, you know we're gonna Dave has a game that he's gonna talk about and we really want to hear about but I feel like where this conversation brought us Notch is almost himself a misleading trailer (laughs) We all we all thought Notch was uh, gonna bring us into the bright, glorious gaming future of the 2010s, and then he turned out to be a nightmare person. That's true. Uh, so I actually think uh, I think a mi- misleading first impressions is actually a very good place to start, and it dovetails into both what Dave wants to talk about because Dave has a game that many people had. I, I, am I misinterpreting this? Many people had high hopes for twelve. Yep, months. it's it yeah. had been in development for like six years. Right. So there, there's that. And Susan, you wanted to talk about uh, this uh, this merge mansion game. Yes. Which oh sort my of had God. a. Uh, misleading presentation up front. So yes. I, I, like we could, we could do both of these things at the same time. Let's start with the deceptive presentation of Merge Mansion and slowly blend that into twelve minutes here. Okay, so I am now obsessed with this game because of this campaign that it had. Uh, Nick Rugen brought it to uh, from our from our Discord. Brought it to my attention. To be clear, Merge Mansion is a free-to-play mobile game. Just want to start there, okay? The trailer for this game has a young lady being stood up at the altar, going sobbing to her grandma's house because her house burned down. She goes to go home, her house is burned down, so she's sobbing at her grandma's house. Grandma's like, that's okay, don't worry about it. You can help me clean up this mansion. Cut to grandma being led away in handcuffs, being put in the back of a police car. Woman goes like, oh, grandma, what's going on? Grandma puts her hand up on the glass and he is alive is written on it. And then the police car drives away. Merch Mansion. Yo, that's that's like some fringe shit. What? Uh, it's like the the ending of season three of Lost. <laughs> he puts his hand on the on the thing as he drowns. So I'm like, okay, that is good marketing. I am going to download your game. I'm not alone in that, by the way. So far, the game has 10.7 million downloads. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's made. It's a free-to-play game that has so far made forty million dollars this year. Like, that's it, and that's like two bucks at a time. 
because it's got, you know, microtransactions. So what the actual game is, is yes, you do come to your grandma's house and grandma does have secrets. She's like, oh, hey, let me go open this, this locked gate. And you're like, this gate's been locked my entire life. What, what the hell? And she unlocks the gate and it leads to this huge estate with a mansion and and grounds and and all this stuff and the gameplay is you know you 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 match things so you're it's a match three it's a match no, three it's, it's not a match, it's a match three. three oh it's no, not, it's, not. <laughs> it's, it's not. just like a puzzle bobble clone where it's like you see this horrific <laughs> scene take place and then it's like <laughs> it's not well uh, it, it's not far off because what you do like okay so you have a, a grid and there are generators on the grid for example a a a tool bucket you tap on it and a, 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 a garden rake pops out and you tap it again and maybe another garden rake pops out and you merge you slide them to merge them together and the garden rake turns into uh, pruning shears and you keep and you, you, t- you tap the bucket again and, and you, you make two more rakes and you merge them and now you got two sets of pruning shears so you merge them together and you get a, an axe this is the game and different areas of the house require different things. So you need a rake to clear up the leaves. You need an axe to get rid of the dead tree. You need a screwdriver to do the thing. You need a lamppost over there. So you're just like, ooh, I'm got, I only have so many turns and I got to merge the things to get the things to get the other things to merge into that thing. This is the game. Does it? I mean, I, I'm not saying that sounds like a fun game. It actually is. Like that's that's the thing. Like the the action of doing these things, I I think about that and I'm like that sounds delightful. I would do that on uh, like if I had that on my phone, I could lose myself in that for a while. Yeah. Um does the, it's ge- does the it's genuinely rest quite of, satisfying. Does the rest of this this horrifying nope milieu return in any way? Shape no. Or no. The only the only part of it that, that's even tangential to that is your character, the the young lady, will ask grandma, be like, you know, because occasionally as you as you do more and clean up more, new areas of the house are revealed, and so there will be a uh, a statue or something, and your grandma will make a, a comment about like, oh yeah, that's the statue of your grandpa, and but yeah wait a minute grandpa lived here and she's like this was grandpa's house well he lived here but you couldn't say it was his what does that mean i've got cookies in the oven we'll talk another time and she keeps saying things like that so i'm like i'm gonna keep cleaning up this house because i gotta know what's going on with grandma (laughs) i mean does it like does it does it feel like you could have like a hard turn somewhere in there where all of this could reemerge. I I adore a good thematic bait and switch. Uh, I know that this is gonna seem like it's out of fucking nowhere, but did you, do you guys remember the old Sega like early Genesis and arcade game called Fantasy Zone, where you were a little you're like like yeah. a little egg spaceship and you have wings. Hmm. It's a cutesy little old shooter it's like the 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 cutesiest thing in the world and you go back and forth at this little egg watching its little wings flap and you shoot 
like smiley faces and flowers and stuff like that in this old shmup master system game and then you beat it and it's like and it turned out that the enemy's spaceship was opa opa's father traveling through time and opa opa wept tears into the garden and that's what birthed all the other enemies and it oh my god fucking surreal like out there shit and i i you know i i loved i i think that you they the there were many games that launched a thousand weebs back in the 80s and 90s because they were like here's a cute thing you're doing it's very engaging and then we're gonna just throw some emotional sledgehammer in at you at the end and this is almost like the reverse like merge mansion yeah. is like yeah we're gonna start with something harrowing and then you're gonna play this cute little puzzle game yeah it's a cute and it's just a nice little you know making things tidy you know it's very yeah it's very pleasant i i am continuing to play it because i do genuinely enjoy it it is a very well crafted game with the way it doles out events and bonuses and teaching you things and and new areas and all that very very well paced uh, and you don't have to spend any money on it i haven't spent any and i'm having a great time wait what would you spend money on like what could you actually spend energy. money on energy oh, okay you only have at most a hundred taps so if you're if you figure like to to get to one thing is four taps because you you know two things makes one object and then two things makes another of that object so that you can merge it and get your higher level object right so you have to pick and choose what you're what you're generating what you're merging you got to know what your goals are it's nice but here's what it got me thinking about. Like, I I love how banana pants this trailer is. It's it's so ridiculous. I love it. I absolutely love it. And and in such an incredibly crowded market, because the mobile gaming space, especially since the pandemic, has just exploded. And we all know that discoverability is is complete trash. Hats off to them for getting people who don't play mobile games to pay attention to this game. Yeah. Kudos. But the thing I thought of immediately was Dead Island. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I and and that I I think it was one one key difference I think Dead Island was a brand new IP, so people didn't know what to expect at all. I feel like in 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 the mobile game space, you at least have an idea of what you're gonna get. The the particulars of it may be different, but you know the the general zip code it's in. But people were pissed about Dead yeah. Island, and everybody thinks merge the merge mansion thing is hilarious. Yeah, I, I like I think that there's a key there is a key difference there, and I think it, it's. Uh, Honesty, I, I know that might sound mm. very strange, but Merge Mansion, uh, like you said, is you're coming in with the expectation of what the platform can offer you in total, and so mm. there's there is the the sort of game type that is most successful artistically and profitably uh, on the platform, and so you could gussy that up in all these sort of different ways with these weird you know, sort of narrative uh, 
flourishes when you bring it to people first. You could have a weird old lady who says weird old things in the when the <laughs> like, tiny bit of story that's in the game after this trailer, and it doesn't really shatter the expectations, like you said. Mm, mm-hmm. De- Dead Island is different because Dead Island comes in, and you know, Dead Island was crafted in the exact same sort of mindset as the Mad World trailer for yeah. Gears of War, right? Yeah, but. The Mad World trailer for Gears of War was cinematic, but didn't deviate from the gameplay style or right. tone of the game it was mimicking. The, I, the same thing happened shortly after uh, the the Gears of War trailer. I always nobody ever remembers the imitator of that big thing, the first imitator that shows up. Do you guys remember the Halo the f- one? No, it was the first big Assassin's Creed trailer, and it was soundtrack to the, oh, the uncle? uncle song. <laughs> God lonely bless your lonely souls. God bless your lonely souls. And like Jade Raymond comes out and he's like, I am inviting you into a world that you have never encountered in games. And it was the same no. thing. Like, nothing about Assassin's Creed was as fucking awesome as that trailer, but nothing (laughs) about the trailer was dishonest. And then Dead Island comes out, and they show you Mm. the trailer before there's any idea of what the game is going to be, and it's like, I'm jaunty, I've got a funny sense of humor, and there's gonna be monsters. Oh, no, wait, that's Dead Island 2. They did it twice. That's Dead Island 2. No, Dead Island is... is, Dead Island was the the people in the hotel room. Yeah. And it's tragedy. Neither of those things are it. They tried to sell it as this like super serious somber serious, thing yeah. when it was really like Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, right. to- like tone, gameplay style, everything. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the, the big thing too with mobile is like like you were saying, it's the expectation of what mobile is and also the stakes. Whereas like mm. Dead Island is a sixty dollar video game. Yeah, and that's an you know, excellent like, point. Like a mobile game, you can just install it. Go like, I don't. This is not what I was. And then you just delete it, and you're done. Yeah. There's yeah. actually it's it's there. It's a similar thing. I remember listening to an episode of Reply All uh, a while ago where they were actually talking to someone about like why is it that mobile ads have like game demos that when you play them they're like oh this is neat and fun and then you download the actual game and it's nothing like the demo yeah uh they do that all the time they're like oh check out this real-time strategy game you do 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 and then you play it and you're like this is just this is just clash of clans or what it's just hit the button level it up get your and they the the reason that they found was that it's just like because nobody cares because it's like when you like if you download it if they hook you then they got you and it's fine if they don't hook you then you just bounce off delete it you never think about it again like there's just no there's no reason for them to 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 make the actual game that they they you think that you're selling that they're selling you because it's too much effort and if you don't want to play it you'll just delete it I, I will say, now, man, all of the Dead Island stuff got mixed up in my head, and I've been sitting here being like, was this a part of Dead Island 2? But it's not, I'm sure this time. Is I think that adding to the anger of Dead Island 1 was the the bonus pack-in. Uh, oh, God. Oh, the, the, the lady torso. Oh, yeah, but that was that. later. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the bloody... The bloody lady oh god that was such a bad idea it was so stupid so stupid but 
Yeah, okay, so where does Bug Snacks exist on this spectrum? <laughs> right. Well, bu- Bug Snacks is like. Bug Snacks is. That was, Susan, I have since read about the ending, even though I did not play to the ending. Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm spoiled at this point. All right. Um, but like Bug Snacks is Dave, very. Dave, you much finished like, it, right? I have not finished Bug Snacks. Okay. It's I, I, the- I, I know that it goes hard left. It goes hard left. Oh, yeah. It goes hard but left. But I don't know the particulars about it. Uh, okay. Like, that's almost like Bug Snacks is. When once you know and you see the rest of it, it's not it's not as out of context as it first feels. Like they telegraph like one it, it's one of those things where there's like darkness and then you go back to the early game and you're like, "Oh, it's telegraphing a little bit yeah. of that." A, a a bit, but a bit. Uh, yeah. I bought fruit-based Pokémon. You didn't buy right? you didn't buy existential uh on Wii simulator. Oh <laughs> my one. god, like, you know, <laughs> doomed to undying torment? No, that right. was not one of the bullet points on the back of the box. <laughs> <laughs> I did not buy Cronenbergian body horror. <laughs> right? Like I just and every and, you know, every everyone was so charmed by Bug Snacks' marketing, its trailers. The, bunger, it bunger, had a, bunger. Bunger, bunger, bunger. It had it, uh, a Snapchat uh, app, an AR app for you to, to figure out which Bug Snacks you are. Charming, 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 charming. And then the game takes this hard left, and no one's mad. They're just like, whoa. I just, I like, it, again, I think it goes back to honesty because Bug Snacks delivers everything it promised you in terms True. of game. That is true. It, that is true. The tone, I mean, that's like what I was talking about with Fantasy Zone, like yeah, all the way yeah. back in the 80s. Or like fucking Mega Man 2, like one of the most famous endings of all time. You play through this whole thing and it's like, you're the big eyed robot. And then at the end, it's like, and then you walked home and died. That's, 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 <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, the ending of Mega Man 2 is tough, like tough as hell. And there's there's that tradition, and it's not like I think Brutal Legend, which which was recently discussed in the Discord, mm. is a great example of this. Yeah, where I think when people bristle, is when they're sold a a not just a tonal but also gameplay mixed with tone bill of goods, mm. and they don't receive mm. either of those things. You know, it's, okay, it's when it's when you, I like have deceived somebody. It's like, it's almost, you know, like, what's the difference between an act of cruelty and a prank, right? Yeah. Right. Or, or, or like, or just having a, th- a theme that you're exploring, like, kind of latent simmering under the surface that doesn't, like, you don't want to spoil that because it's part sure. of the sure. experience of, because there's, there's this whole thing going on with Boyfriend Dungeon where the fandom is like, I wanted my, my cutesy boyfriend uh, romance game simulator thing, but one of the characters who is integral to the plot of the game is like he's a stalker, he's abusive, yeah. he's and and like you have to engage with this content because it's part of the story, it's part of the catharsis of the arc of the game. But it's like they, you know, 
they want to be respectful and put a content warning for people who may be upset by something like that. But on the other hand, it's like, we can't take it out. It's important. Yeah. It's the story. You're telling a yeah. story. Yeah, but the way that was marketed, the whole lead up to that was not about, oh, we're exploring yeah. relationships and all the ups sure. and downs. It was just, look at your your cute, yeah. hot weapon boyfriend. Weapon daddies. Is your yeah, weapon, weapon daddies. daddies. I think there's weapon mommies in there too. Actually, that reminds. But that, what was that horrific Vita game you played, Susan? Where you like you were literally oh god trying to breed with people? Yeah, oh, you, had no. to, you had you, you had you to, not only oh. had weapon mommies and daddies, but you like had was to, it conception? Was that the conception. one? Conception. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Thank you. <laughs> there we go. God, it was terrible. Oh my god! Eugenics, the video game. Yeah. One, at least that one wasn't lying. That one. That one was well, very was clear about what it was. Up very straightforward about what you needed to do. Yeah, I don't know. Like that one, that one feels a little different to me. And I, I, I guess I, I'm, it's not fair to comment there because I haven't played it. But mm. it, like, you know, I've seen one full length trailer for Boyfriend Dungeon, and it was during that Nintendo Indie World presentation last mm-hmm. week. And watching it, um, I you can tell some weird shit's gonna go on if you look at that dialogue. Like mm. you, you, you get, uh, you know, the it's the same as um, Doki Doki Literature Club and that sort of right. vein yeah. of hidden, discomforting surreality that will come in the the I mean, what looks like anime porn can't like we just get back lo- to real anime porn <laughs> video games Seriously. i mean like come a on. lot of video like a lot of visual novels are like that like it's yeah, a yeah. lot of like yeah. like how to full boyfriend it's like oh look it's the weird pigeon simula- dating simulator and then it goes to like dark places too Woo! yeah it goes way okay 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 what about the where does this leave us with the biggest bait and switch ever, Dave. What? what? Are, we leading, are we leading into uh, twelve? No, 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 oh, no. Are we, no, going, are we leading in? Oh, we're leading into old oh, yeah. oh my god! Yeah, that's why she's looking at me because uh, <laughs> it's the metal gear. gear. <laughs> yeah, metal gear. Oh, but the, that pissed so many people off. <laughs> I was pissed off. I, like ev- everyone that I, I knew I, was like at the time was like, wait a minute. Uh, so for those of our younger <laughs> listeners, oh no, because I'm yeah I'm realizing that I'm officially old now. Tw- Twenty um, years in November. So back. Twenty years in November. Yeah. So what wait, was it? Yeah, it was an E3 trailer where they were just show. It was like, oh look, Metal Gear Solid Two. Look at what we've done with the technology, of the PS2. No, no. Look at stop, all. The- stop. 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 This game is 20 years old. In yes. November, it'll be 20 years old. Came out t- 2001. Yeah. Like, th- is... there's, there's a specific scene that they had to edit because of 9-11. Time's a nightmare, Susan. Oh, no. Susan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, we're so old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go on. I'm going to crumble into dust. Yeah, the, so the, it's this, this immaculately produced trailer... Where Solid Snake is like talking to people, he's sneaking around, he's doing his spy stuff. It looks gorgeous. There are 
like parts where Snake is like in the tanker, he's on the shell, he's talking to people, and then when you actually play the game, you realize that the trailer that they showed you, half of it doesn't happen. Like Snake isn't in half of those scenes you're playing as Raiden, this this like total wimpy guy who's been raised on VR games and wants to be the hero, but it is just kind of a, a, a dingus. And um, <laughs> and at the time, yeah, like. People bristled. I hated it. I, you know, I was 16. I didn't know any fucking better. Um, and I think, like, something like that, it's only with time and lots and lots of articles on the internet <laughs> that you finally, like, you know, like, and I think, like, that that's kind of the thing with a lot of, like, Kojima's fans and his work is very much like, Kojima makes a thing. The fans who love the previous thing eventually learn to love it. They get the new thing. They hate the new thing. Time passes. They retroactively love the old thing. The new thing comes out. They hate it again. Mm. You know, I think that'll happen with the Phantom Pain, too. People will finally... They'll finally oh, come they'll, around. They'll get there. As, as somebody... I mean, you guys, you guys know that I have a specific flavor... Uh, for fucking with people, uh, playfully. No, playfully. You don't say <laughs> playfully in a in a in a good natured surrealist spirit. <laughs> it's never it's never mean hearted. Uh, That's true. That's and true. when Metal Gear Solid Two came out, I was nineteen and three years deep into not having like legally changed my name but like going into situations where people would like call roll and be like is anthony agnello here i'd be like yes but don't call me that call me john constantine like just went by a different name all the time under the auspices of fucking with people <laughs> when i was sitting in a dorm room watching metal gear solid 2 on launch day it was like like somebody hearing Beethoven or Mozart play for the first time. <laughs> I was like, this is the fuck, like, I was in, it was my friend Brad's room and his roommate Matt was playing it and Matt just kept being like, I don't get it, what, I don't get it. When are you gonna be the other guy? And I was like, you know, <laughs> you don't get to be the guy. It's gonna be like this the whole time. <laughs> He's they the gave, master. They gave Kojima Billions of dollars I, 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 to I dangle something in front of its fans and then take it away. And, like, th when it gets to the ultimate, like, sort of the emotional climax of the game, and Raiden is literally stripped nude, and you have to watch him do cartwheels covering his crotch, I was like, this is the, great this is the greatest thing anyone has ever done to anybody <laughs> <laughs> on an international scale I, that's that's but like isn't that a moment where it's like it's not dishonest like you're trying to give people an artistic it experience completely dishonest but but with intent <laughs> but with but with it's it's okay it's like a magician they are lying to your face yeah but on purpose, you know? Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. but there's a, an unspoken contract between magician and audience <laughs> that you're going to like the trick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> in the case of Metal Gear Solid, too, I didn't spend a dime and I was delighted. 
<laughs> I didn't spend a single fucking red cent. I thought it was incredible. But I know I, I get what you mean. And like I think I we were talking about this at the beginning. Like Merge Mansion comes with the the low uh value stakes. Uh, not yeah. like the not the game is low value, but like you haven't oh, invested anything. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, Metal Gear Solid 2 is $50, and that was mm-hmm. a lot of fucking money 20 years ago. I mean, it's a lot of money now, but yeah. adjusted for inflation, that's probably like 65, 70 bucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I, 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 hate, I hate to say that it's, you know, it's like the Supreme Court talking about pornography. I know it when I see yeah. it. Uh, yeah. But I, I think it does come down to the that that weird sort of uh, blurred line area of dishonesty. Like, mm. is there, or do are you or does the audience feel manipulated in a negative way? Right, right. Because not all manipulation is is negative. Like when you go to Disney World, and I use this yeah. metaphor all the time, from literally the moment not you even get in the park, the parking lot. You are yeah. being manipulated. They have curated and fixed everything in scientific, proven, like it's data-driven ways, and I'm here for it. I'm like, yes! Sure. Take me on your journey. That's why I'm here. Like that manipulation, and that's the magician, right? Like that's the magician lying to you to entertain you, as opposed to cheat their way into your attention. Right. And, you know, I, I look at um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think I think uh, the, the enough time has passed that we can sort of be bald with spoilers here. Mm. There, I think a lot of people uh, don't like Final Fantasy VII Remake because when they started playing it, they discovered that it's not a remake. It's a sequel. Like, that game is... Oh. That game is, is tricking you intentionally from the beginning from the beginning and even the title the title is a double entendre it's like it's telling you up front this isn't a remake it's not it's not just square being weird with titles like there is a purpose there that means there was a but wait it's it's final fantasy 7 remake is the title yeah the title yeah it is remaking it's remaking the what final fantasy 7 Oh yeah. wow! And like, yeah, and your principal characters, your main villain, and your sort of main source of good are aware of it. Like Sephiroth and Aerith. That's are, some meta shit right there. It is intensely metatextual, and I am <laughs> not surprised that it is our current version of Metal Gear Solid Two, because I think a lot of people were like, "I just came here and feel like I was 15 I just, again." <laughs> it's that it. meme with the, it's that meme with the like the guy looking at the cool sword and the cool sword like pointing over his head because it's like the real point of the thing. Yeah, because yeah, like that's people wanted the cool sword, but really what they got was a sequel that explores the nature of sequels and fan expectations and how can you even possibly begin to meet that. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a fool's errand, Susan. I, I I know that like time's limited. We're all gonna die one day. Uh, yeah, 
but <laughs> you you would fucking love Final Fantasy VII Remake. Just like at a sheer playability Lightning Returns fan level. And there's there's a moment in it that is like the most bald talking to the audience scene in the world. When they get to the cross-dressing portion of the game that they were like famously like, yeah, we're not cutting it out. And like they're, yeah. they're like they're like you thought it was problematic in the '90s. Watch how hard we get this right this time, and it's so fucking awesome. I don't want to like spoil like the the event itself because it's so thrilling, but you get to the end of it, and Cloud is like dressed like the most gorgeous drag queen you've ever seen in the world, and he goes to rescue his friend Tifa, and she looks at him and is like, "Cloud, you," and he just goes, "Nailed it. I know." <laughs> yeah, we, yeah like nailed it i know can we get moving please like <laughs> that is and that is that is when a a bait and switch author looking at the the audience saying like see trust me trust me i've had you i've had you all along uh yeah now i want to try merge mansion i want to do it i want to get in there. i uh Seriously, it again, zero stakes. It's free. It's free. It's really very satisfying. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of, of we're, we're going to continue the deception train, everybody. And not oh in boy. that, it's not like that Uno, that PSX dog, where it's deception and you're a weird lady in lingerie setting up traps in a mansion. That game, that was game is so good. Why don't we have a remake of that? Yo, they made one for Vita and nobody played it. It was yeah, awesome. It was really good. Yeah. Is it with I Death Trap it. Dungeon? Is this what we're talking about? No, we're talking, we're talking about Deception. It's called Deception. Tecmo's oh, Deception. deception. Tecmo's Deception. Tecmo's Wasn't deception. there a game on PS2 with like a sequel, spiritual sequel Trapped. called Trapped with the PT? <laughs> yes, with the PT. Oh Trapped. Uh, Trapped is, is Deception 3. It is technically Deception 3. And then they made Deception 4 for PS Vita. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Vita, Vita. Mine's sitting right here. I bought a Vita game yesterday. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. It's not one of those Vita oh, okay. games. It's not one of those Vita games. Um, Dave, twelve minutes. Uh, a game okay, that, so what, it's what a, is a twelve fun, minutes? It's not. It's not deception. It's just okay. So twelve minutes. It is. Uh, in my head, I'm playing this. I'm like this. Like this is this is like the anti Susan game. Oh, it no. is a it is well it is a point and click adventure game that is also a time loop game. Ooh. I like point and click adventure games. Yeah, yeah. But it's time travel. Oh I, yeah, no, I, okay. I love them. Okay, but you hate time loop games. I do hate time loop games. Yes. <laughs> it, well, okay. Do you have the ability to manipulate the time loop? Uh, no. Kind of. We'll get there. Mm. All right. Okay. Here's the thing. This game is an amazing elevator pitch. It is like, it is a exponential curve of elevator pitch and possibilities with, and the further you go, the the more that exponential curve just drops. Oh no. So the, the elevator pitch of it is, uh, you are, you're like a businessman. You're coming home to see your wife. And your wife has some news. She's surprising you with some dessert. And um, then a cop breaks in and uh, or wants something 
and then kills you, and then you start the loop over again. You enter, you wake up back at the beginning where you're like, oh, I'm in the house now. My wife comes out of the bathroom. Oh, hey, I have a surprise for you. Uh, it's, you know, I have dessert. You want to set the table. And then the point of the game is you trying to figure out how to get out of the loop. Okay, so far, it sounds amazing. Yeah, when, it sounds great. When was the E3 with the big trailer for this? Was it the last E3 or was it a couple of years it was, ago? It was one or two E3s ago, I want to say, where like Annapurna announced that they were polishing it. But it was actually at, I want to say it was at a PAX like six years ago. Sure. Where like a lot of like press demoed it and was like, this is amazing. Like this, like great concept, like super cool vibes. Like it's it's really cool idea, and I think like that's the problem with it is that it's like once when you hear it on paper and you're like, oh, Willem Dafoe's in it, James McAvoy's in it, Daisy Ridley's in it. Like it's like oh, like it's just this really small, intense. Like you're you're just in an apartment building. There are like three rooms, and you have to try to solve the puzzles to figure out how to move the story forward and figure out what the hell is going on. It sounds very enticing, and it's like. The first 30 to 60 minutes that I played anyway, I was into it. I was like, because uh, the when it starts, like it gives you a really brief tutorial. You're outside of the room. You pick up a thing. It's like, oh, I forgot my key. Uh, there's a spare in the rock outside the, the house. So you pick it up and just to teach you how the inventory works and you go inside. And then it starts. It's like, oh, hey, um, you know, I, I got something. I'm going to go get something out of the, uh, or, you know, surprise, I have something to tell you. I'm going to go get something out of the bedroom first. She turns the light on. She's like, oh, can you fix that light? Or we need to call the electrician to fix that light. It sparks. So I walk in the room. I turn the light on. I get electrocuted. I pass out. Time, like three minutes of time passes. I wake up and she's like, oh, oh, are you okay? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about dessert right now. Uh, okay. And then, and then the cop shows up, comes in, like beats the crap out of both of us, puts us on the ground. He's asking for a watch. I try to get up. He kills me. Oh. End of loop. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. So this is like the kind of game it is. It wants you to like poke around and see like, how can you break out of this, this static time thing? So I let the loop play out normally. I, I learned that my, my wife is pregnant with the child and uh she got the dessert to surprise us the cop comes in uh is looking for a watch it's hidden somewhere in the apartment and the moment that uh because uh the cop starts choking you and she's like she doesn't want to tell him where it is and the moment he starts choking you she's like i'll tell you it's in the and then you black out and the loop starts again hmm. so it's like okay so now i have a goal where is this watch This, for me, is where things started to break down. Because okay. the more that you experiment, the more that you realize that like experimenting doesn't really get you anywhere. It doesn't really reveal anything new. Hmm. And experimenting usually means if you screw something up, you have to I, you have to start the loop over somehow and there are some ways where you can skip time forward like if you go if you go to take a nap on the bed you'll move time forward to when the cop shows up or if you electrocute yourself usually that moves time forward again or if you le try to leave the apartment room you'll restart the loop but again it's like if you want 
to if you're like, oh, I screwed up that dialogue option. I want to go back and do it. Nope, you got to start the whole loop over again. There's no rewind oh. function. That's what it needs because it's a game about experimenting with choice and consequences. But if you screw up once, you have to either... Do all these... Okay. Yeah, and that's where the whole thing breaks down because once you hit that point where you're like, okay, I know what I need to do. How do I get it? How do I do it? It becomes less about solving clever puzzles and more about doing everything that you know that you need to do in the exact order that the game wants you to do it. So I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys think of this because the premise sounds, and at first blush it sounds like playing, it seems like it's going to be this really interesting subversion of point-and-click adventures as a whole. Like this almost deconstructionist yeah. approach to point and click adventures, where I mean, it sounds like like live die repeat is what it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds it sounds yeah. it sounds. Uh, wait, wait, what was the original name of it? And Edge it caused, of tomorrow. Uh, Edge of tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like what what it actually sounds like is it sounds like they've just made a modernization of what point and click adventures were like at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like this is just fucking. Sierra it's just a point and click adventure. It's, you, it's it's open the cupboard. Yes. It's, oh, there's there's an item in here. What do I use this on? Okay, now I know that this is what I can do with this, but I have to do it at the right time now. And if I don't do it at the right time, I have to do everything yes. all over again and ridiculously to set up punitive. the moment. Yeah. Where the thing happens. This is and King's <laughs> Quest 1 through 4 and Leisure Suit Larry, where it's like, yeah. oh, Leisure Suit Larry, uh, you got you got peed on by the dog, and then you went inside, and you bought the condom, and then you went again, like, but now you're dead, because you walked into the street, and a car hit you. That's... It, <laughs> yeah. they've, just, they've just made like, a 40-year-old game, but with Willem Dafoe. And <laughs> right. And the, th- and the thing is, it's like, uh, the... The actors are wasted on this because the mm. writing is not great. Oh no! There no the, the there are barely characters in it, um, and so what happened was I got about an hour, hour and a half in it, and I was just get like I was hitting that wall, that point and click adventure wall, where you're like I don't know the thing that I need to do to move things forward. What do you want from me? What, what do you want from me? But on top of the fact that I have to keep repeating the same 10 minutes over and over again. So I just, I looked it up. I look, I finished the yeah. game with the guide. I'm going to admit it. Like, whatever. Fu- like, fucking whatever. Because it's like, okay, if the story is good enough, even if the puzzles aren't great, it was still, like, worth the experience. No. <laughs> no. The more, the more you actually learn... The more that I learned the truth about what was going on, the angrier I got. Oh no. What? To the point that the the plot twist of the game, which I'm not going to spoil here, um, we'll talk about it after the show, just so I can tell you, because I need to tell someone. But I want to say. Can't we, like, timestamp this shit so you can tell us? Yeah, Dave, we got to know. And before you do, here, before we get into full spoilers for the listeners, Dave, rank it on a scale of one to 10. And one is you're not angry, and 10 is this is a David Cage game. So. David Cage. So, like, it is a. David Cage? It is a. It is a. 
It is a early to mid-aughts college film project Ooh. by a guy who saw, like, Memento. Oh, no! Oh, no! Yeah. So the twist of because and the way that you get there is like you have to go through a series of completing the same loop a couple times in a row, but only changing like one thing. So the thing the what you find out. So, yeah, spoilers, by the way, for the story. Uh, you find out that because uh, the gift that your wife gives you is a is a onesie with a name on it, your mom's name. Uh, on it and you find out that the cop is trying to kill you because your wife's husband or your your wife's uh, dad <laughs> it's 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 very complicated your wife's dad your father-in-law uh, yeah was was killed she thinks that or the cop thinks that she did it so he's coming to kill her and also steal this watch which is very valuable so she can use so he can sell it because his daughter has cancer and he can't afford the bills oh no Somebody you then find the out in the dark. but the, but the, the <laughs> more that the more that you peel away at this thread the more you find out that it's not that your wife that did it and it's not that the woman that um that he cheated on that her dad cheated on with it's um it's her brother someone that their family called monster like a half brother which the twist is is that the the woman who he cheated on with is the name that's on the baby onesie so you are the one who killed the dad because you wanted to be with the wife who is also your sister what yeah the whole thing breaks down in the last third this is the worst david caging i've heard oh this is some bad david caging yeah, yeah this you, is you, you, you see what i mean exponential curve this is this right? is this is your your i mean i mean like is 12 minutes out david caging david cage like this might be it, worse than Indigo Prophecy. It just it feels like 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 I said, it feels like an indie project that somehow ended up with a lot of money to legitimize it. Like sure. it, just idea wise, execution of the narrative, the the puzzles in it, it just it all feels very it feels very amateur. What but was, like what, Annapurna's got that money. I, I was just yeah. gonna say, what ha- what was the game you guys were telling me? about this Annapurna joint from about three months ago where it was some real Garden State bullshit. Was like, it Maquette? Maquette. Maquette. What is going on, Annapurna? This is this is a couple in a row where it's... I Well, I, I, have, I have a feeling that there's a reason why these games ended up on PS Plus and Game Pass while other Annapurna games do not. Ooh. Ooh. So maybe they have some, like, internal... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, they they, they they got the, you know, they got people to play. They got, uh, uh, what are, not contractors, they got, um, they brought on consultants yeah. to play the game, give their thoughts. They're like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> yeah. So they struck, maybe they struck, that's why they, why this game is on Game Pass and like, you know, guys, other games didn't. I, I'm not, I'm, please, please, I know. I know that there are times where I'm like, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, and I very clearly do. Um, (laughs) I I genuinely do not mean this in a disrespectful or pejorative way. 
is Game Pass the direct-to-DVD of video games in 2021? It can be. While also being the bargain bin. Well, yeah, while also being like, like older games will come right. to it, and yeah, but otherwise, right. yeah, direct to DVD, one hundred percent. Yeah, all right. So I okay, yeah, because like I feel the, the the vibe I get from Game Pass and PS Plus these days is that feeling you used to get when you would look at the blockbuster new releases wall. Uh, you'd go into you'd go into Blockbuster, and you'd be like, "Ooh, Howie Long and Firestorm." Now you're talking. All right, that's a hot new release. Volcano. Yeah, I like Tommy Lee Jones fighting a mountain. Cool. Wait, wait, wait. Excuse you. Volcano is fantastic. Yo, it's dope. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, nobody's. I don't know. I don't know why don't, I had to don't go. Don't be two, smirching. Two fire themed blockbusters from the late nineties. <laughs> But like okay, then you would weird. look next to it, it would be like rodents with a Z at the end of it, and it's like a guy in a fucking rat costume biting a college girl, and you're like, what the? New releases, blockbuster. I'm not giving you six dollars per night for this. That's but then that's the game. Pass every story. now and then, you're like Donnie Darko, and then right? it turns yes. into a thing that like takes off. Yes. Which is to say that there's going to be a Boondock Saints equivalent on, on Game Pass. It's going to ruin a decade of games for us. Oh my wow. god. There you go. That- yeah, and like, unless I just missed something with the twist, because again, it's just like, it's that game goes like weirdly, like, I don't want to say Lynchian because it's such an, a, like, it's overused, but like, it, it, it breaks out of its, like, 10 minutes in this single room very briefly once you discover the twist to the point where I'm like, oh, th- like this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to say that I am currently dating my half-sister and we have a kid. Like, un- again, unless I'm reading it wrong, but it's just the, the, the writing and the delivery is so stilted that I don't know how else you can read that. I'm gonna level with you, Dave. This sounds like a horrible game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Again, like I like I would not have finished it if I was not curious about the payoff. Yeah. I would have put it down. I would not have touched a guide. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I wanna see where this ride goes. Because if it goes somewhere interesting, at least it's like, oh hey, I had a fun like three hours. Yeah. But when I finished it, I was just so like my mouth was kind of on the floor. It's like what? Like what did I just play? <laughs> this took six years to make. This and is yeah. Like uh, the the opinion on the internet for this seems to be kind of all over the place too. Like, um, yeah, it, I don't it, know. It feels very. Um, we've sort of drifted in the territory of a different kind of bait and switch deception, uh, emotional reaction amongst gamers, which is a game that seems like it's it's doing something and then just descends into a narrative morass this is a this is a a place susan and i have always sort of disagreed about this game but murdered soul suspect oh no i thought you were going to go to limbo or uh uh Oh, inside. inside? Yeah, I, I actually. <laughs> that game is trash. Inside is actually very comparable to this. It sounds like, but Myrtle Soul. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. This this reminds me of Murdered Soul Suspect too, though, because Murdered Soul Suspect starts, and it it feels like it's very committed to 
a pretty straightforward, compelling, very human detective story. And the novel mm-hmm. twist is that you're a fucking ghost and ghosts are real. And for some reason, a ghost train can kill a ghost. Go figure. Let's not <laughs> even. We're not going to worry yeah. about it. But then by the end, it's just like your wife is sending you messages through Ghost World and it's just... It just disintegrates. Not the movie Ghost World with Thor Birch. And also not Ghost, wherein you are sending messages to your wife as a ghost through or Ghost Dog with. It's not like Ghost Dog. Yeah, or Ghost Dog with Forrest Whitaker as a samurai. (laughs) Or. Yeah, it's not like that at all. No, it's not like that. And what's what's the movie where Michael Douglas is hunting a lion? Ghost of the Darkness. Uh, the Ghost of the Darkness. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't seamlessly thread it in. Shit. Or inside though. Inside is also the same way. Where inside seems like it's it's telling you that there's like a rich, interesting world here, and you're sort of feeling like you're discovering what's going on, and then you get to the end, and it's just like, nope, this is a fucked up nightmare, and it's just gonna get more fucked yeah. up, and we. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, terrible. and it's like terrible. It's just a, a concept that does not justify its premise narratively, mechanically. Like I didn't necessarily like it would have been nice if there was an explanation for the time loop, but like whatever, magical realism, it's fine. It doesn't yeah. need to be there. But the payoff has to be worth it. Yeah. If that's the story that you're going to tell. If you're going to bait people in with like a a weird like mystery sci-fi, why is there a time loop thing? And then really it's just a super mundane story about a guy who dating murder- his half sister and having and a murdering baby her and, da- and a, her, his and dad a yeah killing him over a what watch what? which has killing which someone. again like the, 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 this watch is important somehow right no it's just worth money there's no that's re- trash yeah that's trash yeah this this feels this has a very it has that like you're right like that early aughts indie game uh college college thesis movie but it it also feels like pretty like it feels like 1995 miramax like david caruso could be starring in this like yeah right like there's a thing that like red letter fiorentino is the girl yes yes Yes! this is why we make this show Yes. I only have to say three <laughs> words and you guys understand. <laughs> There's a thing that like that Red Letter Media talks about uh, when they do their like their best of the worst, where they watch like really trashy movies, and there's you can see the movie that's in their head. Oh yeah. right, sure. Yeah. That is one hundred percent. You can see the game that this could have been. Mm-hmm. It's just the wires didn't connect for whatever reason. Very disappointing. I feel like I can score some personal points right here for my soul. Would you say that on the scale of Daisy Ridley projects that she's finally made something worse than Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Yes! (laughs) Rise of Skywalker is better than something. Yeah. This is a personal victory. I mean, it's, it's better than Root Canal. I, you know... The Rise of the Skywalker was not ten minutes of the same thing over and over, over and again. Over. Wasn't, wasn't it? Though? <laughs> wasn't it? I love there it. There is but some novelty. <laughs> they do fly now. Yeah, they do. They fly now. They fly now. Um, man. Well, 
I, I guess it's a bummer. That's, that's a bummer. So we're that is a bummer. Merge Mansion is like a big thumbs up, even though you're, oh heck yeah, you're gonna get something you're not expecting. Twelve minutes is a big fucking thumbs down because. I mean, it's on Game Pass. See the tra- see it for yourself. Maybe you'll f- see something in it that I didn't. I, but no, our time on this planet is short. I was just gonna say, <laughs> I, like, guys, here's the illusion of t- of Game Pass. You know, I understand. It's like, oh, I get all these free games. Your time is more valuable than your money. It's yeah. just a fundamental truth. You it's don't true, Su- Susan. You've said it so many times. You're like, I spent so much of my life thinking I had to play everything. And then I finally realized, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so if you guys out there see, nope. see the discourse about 12 minutes and you're like, I got to weigh in, fucking don't nope. do it. Don't, no, you don't. Don't do it. Um, we, don't, we don't have to dig too deep into the game I've been playing in the past week, but it is relevant to this discussion because okay. I think what I love most about Axiom Verge 2 is that it's a game... That is also subverting expectations, but its deception is like genre based. Axiom Verge 2, and you see it in the trailers for this game. Hang on. Yeah. Remind me of what Axiom Verge is. Because so I know Axi- the name, but I can't. I mean, it's it's funny. Axiom Verge just became it was like the indie game that wasn't, and then it came out for every single platform for like three years. It was a Metroid-style game made by one guy. Oh. And it came out uh, in 2015 for Vita and Wii U and PlayStation, and it, it really blew up because, A, like, it was an amazing accomplishment for a single developer, and B... It, it was also... It was before... Everyone yes. and Bef- their mother was making, making their own Metroid Metroidvania games. game. <laughs> and this, mm. and like, it, it wasn't, like, the boom hadn't taken place yet. And it was, I mean, it was intensely, like, Metroid. Here are all these bio-organic, you know, okay. environments okay. and weird giant bosses and gun upgrades and navigation But it was also, tools. like, it really played with the formula in the yes. way that a lot of games didn't. So, Because you'd be like, okay, so this is where I'm going to get the bomb, this is where I'm going to get the missiles, mm. and this is where... It, it's not that game. You'll no. be like, oh, I have a grappling hook. What? Or, or like, okay. one of the big novelties, and, and it was, like, weird to see this in 2015, you could, you, you had a drone, like you could separate from your body to explore like different oh that's cool it's really fucking cool and it also sort of harkened back it it, thomas hap the developer loved that when people talked about old metroid or castlevania or these you know two-dimensional exploration action games that people were always trying to game the system where it was like here's a glitch and he said what if i made glitches a part of the gameplay and so like you get a weapon that can cause the the you know graphic tiles and sprites to warp in parts of the environment to reveal new paths i love that it's so cool and i love that like axiom verge is amazing it's an amazing game i i think that it's sort of uh, reputation has become a little tarnished over the years just because there are so many games like it now but also it's very long it's very oh yeah like it takes a really long time to play and it, it um 
like there's so much backtracking like it really mm. you, you have to cover these huge distances and it's it's a commitment to a style uh axiom verge 2 it has like a, a the original is very that sort of metroid color palette it's you know dark sci-fi it's it's that reds you know hard blues hard purples black backgrounds that sort of thing and the presentation of two is much softer it's a lot of earth tones it's whites and grays and that sort of thing but the trailers sort of make it still seem like that type of game like high octane here's big cool things and crazy weapons and crazy abilities and you're going to explore all these different places and it is it is relying on you thinking that it's going to be that it's relying on you thinking that it's going to be the um you know big retro experience and there's going to be giant bosses and crazy abilities and you're going to be running all over the place there's a speed running mode and when you actually play it it is the most even keeled very simple slow thing and i fucking love it for that and i you you could see some of the critical reaction to it people are much like 12 minutes people are very split on this game they kind of don't like that it's not the high octane big action thing you play as a woman who is approaching 60 and she is the ceo of this sort of multinational tech company and there's very little explicit story in this game you know you you find little notes in the world and there are occasional very clipped dialogues with people you meet but there's not a lot of spending time on that and what you pick up on from the premise is she's sort of like this reviled almost elon musk type figure but she is you know funding an experimental research facility like you as do, one does as one does yeah, like you do like I you mean, do why else do you have money honestly yeah. Of course, and she she's going to find her daughter who was working in this place, who has vanished. And you like the game starts, and it's just you are on a mountaintop coming out of a helicopter. Everything is normal. That's it. You're exploring normal looking places. You're just trying it's to like turn Antarctica, up. right? It's in Antarctica. Like your only weapon at the beginning is a pickaxe, and you, your only weapon is a pickaxe for a while, and you once you've gotten the power on in this facility at the beginning you find a garage in the basement of one of these buildings go into the garage and when you come out of it you're in a parallel world and uh, like this is like one of my favorite artistic achievements in a game in 2021 because it's not like there's flying shit everywhere and you're in a crazy alien planet now like no it's just like where you were it's just a little different it's just a it's just another snowy plane but like the buildings look a little weird and there's somebody there who's like yo it's you came through the garage you can't go back through the garage sorry you're here now and um yeah sorry watch out for yourself um there there aren't many supplies left but if you need to find somebody go to this place and then you do the thing you do in a metroid game you start exploring and trying to get ahead and you find uh, a an urn you find a like a simple ceramic 
looks like it was unearthed in the ashes of Pompeii urn crack it open and a fucking ghost comes out of it and merges to your body and says I am an arm I am arm technology uh, the thing that controls this place made arms and we used to be people but now we are technology and you can use me to navigate no context no idea about what it is but now you can jump higher now you can move through water now is this is this is a 2d game yeah this is a 2d game and it's okay okay and like eventually you start to see the sorts of weirder locales that you would expect in this type of game you were you find yourself exploring what looks like persian ruins like things from mesopotamia underwater and every now and again like there are giant bosses but it doesn't telegraph this big encounter you will just walk into a room and then suddenly there is a fucking machine snake that is the size of a bullet train just moving through the environment and it's it's not fucking with you it's you can avoid it if you want or you can try to fight it with your pickaxe or you can try to find something else to maybe do with it it's this game is awesome it is so cool because of just how quiet and subtle and patient it is. I I, I, I think a lot of people are going to sleep on it because it's not... I mean, it's, it's so amazingly accomplished, but it's not very flashy. Uh, mm. It's a very cool thing. Very. Uh, yet, what are you playing this on? I'm playing it on Switch. I'm playing it on Switch. Okay. Uh, it plays. It's on everything, I it's, think. It's, well, it's not on technically not on PS5 yet, but I think a PS5 native yeah. version is coming. Yeah, you, mm, you can play there it on PS4 version. It is the perfect Switch game. Uh, this past weekend, I, I like I. <laughs> Like, like everything's the perfect switch really, game. Everything's the perfect switch. Yeah. No, I, I I told you guys I'm very like not like everything on Switch. I I dread Switch load times these days. But, uh, man, it's it's really it's really something. I was for the past few years really burnt out on this type of game. Uh, you know, after after like Hollow Knight in uh, a few mm-hmm. years ago, I was like, I don't need uh, like they did it. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they, they did it they did it with the the 2d exploration game i don't i don't need another one again and uh, yeah the, i started playing this on accident uh i was re-watching harley quinn uh as one does as, as one does uh you're like yeah i'll watch the second season of fourth time why not in a year and very casually, uh, both my my wife and daughter were out of town, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna play a Switch game while I watch TV." I haven't done that, and I can't remember the last time I did that. And oh, I think the Axiom Verge too. Oh, that CEO just got out of a helicopter. Oh, now she's in an alternate dimension. Now she's talking to a what seems to be the god of this world, but it's a walking Mesopotamian lion statue that's also a AI controlling the weather. Huh. <laughs> it's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot mm-hmm. of... Mm-hmm. A lot of that. Um, yeah, if you need a, if you need something in that vein, I highly recommend it. Dave, are you going to play this game? Are you going to get around to it? Yeah, eventually. You I'm, the first like, There's one. just so much. Um, so, I'll, like, I'll, I'll pick it up when it's on sale, I think. Yeah. But uh, I do want to get to it eventually. 
Um, sounds it sounds awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's really yeah. it's cool. Uh, so they they bring. Do you guys do you guys mind a little spoilers? I'll give you one little nah, one go cool for it. spoiler. Yeah, spo- spoiling everything today. Yeah, we'll spoil everything today. <laughs> if anybody doesn't want to know anything about Axiom Verge two, go ahead and skip to the the end of the show. But the spoiler I'll give you is early on you find one of these urns, and there's like the ghost of a little boy in it, and he's like, "I can separate. I'm an arm that can separate from your body," and that's how they bring back the drone. And so like you can just like toss out this part of your body and then it acts independently to explore smaller spaces but so it's like chuck d head yes yes it's it's like (laughs) deep cuts uh the deepest and so what ends up happening later is one like you you keep getting attacked if you use the drone like you because you were you're navigating this thing and you've left your full body behind and the very first of these like spirit machines that is attached to you says oh we can go i know where there's a shield for your body that can protect you when you're using the drone so we'll go like search for this place in the map and you go there and it's fucking with you and what it does is it steals your fucking body. It like tricks you into this thing and says, thank you, I'm finally free and now I have agency and just fucking takes off with your human body. And Love it! And you're stuck inside the drone. And so you're only the drone for a little while. And you have to find a place where it will basically build you like a homunculus body. And you can turn, you you now have the ability to just turn back and forth between this drone body and a human body. And eventually you have to like go and fight yourself. It's fucking awesome. That's, man, I, one of the coolest things about the first game is the way that that game really leaned into the idea that like you are slowly losing your humanity and like becoming one with this like alien culture. Yes. Like yes. it physically, mentally and stuff. And like, it really, it starts doing things to like really fuck with you. And it's, it's, it's good to hear that they, they keep doing that. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's really like, like I, I couldn't imagine like this guy's just spent a, a decade plus making these two games all by himself and it's it there just aren't that many games out there that are the full expression of just a single person mm. who's not collaborating um yeah it's cool it's really cool uh that's enough lies and deceit this week i think uh dear listener uh dave who the <laughs> Who the fuck? Who the fuck made us cackle about Metal Gear Solid Two for so long? <laughs> Who's responsible for that? Who caused this? Who well, caused Susan, this Susan for one. Susan did that. Uh, <laughs> also, our Patreon backers, Patreon.com/slash Continue Podcast, uh, give, giving a special shout out to our shout out level backers. Uh, shout out to Toast, uh, Doom Cow, Adam Gauntlet, Adam Condra, Michael Coffee, The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Gluttony One of Seven, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nelson, Shane Nelson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Ryan Mance, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Rugan. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all very, very much. You're, you're, <laughs> you're good people. You make questionable life choices. Questionable life choices. In, in, in all seriousness, uh, uh, listeners and our regular audience, uh, I, I've personally been having a, a little bit of a hard time uh, recently. And when we started recording the show today, Susan says to me, are you up for this? Are you, are you up for this? And the fact of the matter is, is this just doing this helps a lot. And knowing you guys are listening uh, means the world. Uh, you can back us if you so choose at patreon.com slash continue podcast, wherein you can fund things like uh, like whatever it is I bought on Vita last night. I'm, I'm going to stop being coy. It's not a weird Japanese porn game. It's an old platformer called Necrosphere. That's really cool. It's hard, though. Um, you can also follow us at twitter.com slash continue pod. You can follow us on Twitch. Dave stream used to stream pretty regularly. Hasn't been able to do that. We're thinking of maybe doing a stream for our hundredth episode. We we're, were talking about that yeah. a while ago. I think I think we might might do a live one, uh, like that fish yeah. album. We'll play. Yeah. We'll play. Oh, <laughs> we'll, just, we'll noodle for three oh, hours. Should we fucking play other M? Should we domestic Samus it? Yeah, we got oh. it. Other M, other M commentary episode. It's, it's celebration of uh, of Metroid Dread coming out yeah, in October. Yeah, yeah. We're going to stream Other M. You guys can hear hear grown ass adults cursing at a Wii remote. Uh, as for the rest of the time, you can follow the three of us what? on that den of iniquity known as Twitter. Okay. Susan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt, where I will uh, talk about shows that nobody else is watching, apparently, but me. Wait, what are you, what are like, you watching? But no, the- so I'm, I'm watching Nine Perfect Strangers, no which is, is not about Balky Bartakamu, so I'm very upset about that. <laughs> but, so it's there were trailers for it everywhere. It's on Hulu, and it looked like this creepy kind of ooh Nicole Kidman is this wellness guru, but something else is really going on. And I've watched the first three episodes, and, and like there, there's like these tiny little hints that something is going on, but mostly it's it's just about people at a wellness retreat with did drinking they, did- really delicious looking smoothies. Did they trick you into watching a To Die For sequel? Is that what's happening? I like To Die For. To Die so. For, is, To Die For. That's another one that's like a bait and switch. Talk about deception. Yeah. They told you that. Yeah. They told you it was going to be one thing. It's not. Uh, hmm. Dave, where can where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at David Robots, where I have been detailing my journeys into Final Fantasy fourteen. Finally made it to Heaven's Word. It's happening. I'm at the good part, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. It's uh, it's so weird because it's like like the last two cutscenes before you get to Heaven's Word. It's like, oh, characters and drama. I forgot what this was like. <laughs> they did it. So hopefully it's more of that. Yeah. And that's what I hear. I hear it's a lot more of that. So like it's like they hopefully like i i again i'm not i'm not gonna say you should personally decide to spend 80 hours with the game to, to get, get to the, to good, the part. good part it's very yeah i find it very weird like final but, fantasy 15 
says, give me $60 and I'll tell you a story. Lightning Returns, give me $60 and I'll tell you a story. Final Fantasy XIV says, hand over four days of your life. I need four days of the human soul and then you can play a story. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like a Stephen King novel. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, just absorbing a slight amount of... Okay, the, the price has been paid. Here, <laughs> you get a chocobo. Yeah, that's very... It's a strange choice. Like, it's clearly working for them, though. It's... Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you feel like following somebody on Twitter who will just out of context at, at any given time like when the world's burning and you just need to see somebody complain that street fighter 5 exists i'm your man you can follow me at age on yeah. yeah yeah you, you got it we'll see you in two weeks for our 100th episode everybody bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.